Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The final week of the regular season. It comes now. Comes at you fast. It's almost over. There's nothing to be happy about. There's a lot to be stressed about. There's a lot to be nervous about. It is week 14, ladies and gentlemen, and it has never been tighter. And as one of our esteemed league members likes to say, this has become a nun. We've got Five teams at seven and six, two teams at six and seven, all with a chance at making the playoffs, all with a chance at being as high as the number three seed. This league over and over again is more competitive than any fantasy sports league I've ever been in. And I am, uh, I've never been more stressed out in my entire life. (laughs) Ever, ever, no matter what. I can't believe you opened with such like a sultry, serious intro. That really threw me for a loop there. I'll be honest. I got I'm not here to fuck excited. around this week. Let's be clear. I got a little excited. You're not. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's fair. To be fair, uh, I guess I am here to fuck around. Uh, we're ready. Uh, we're ready to go. Uh, I, I just wanted to really quickly bring up, you know, I'm obviously here. I'm the color guy. You know, you're the football guy. You know a lot more than me. Uh, you know, I'm here to just just have some fun. There is a, I'm just going to keep this brief. There's a song that I sent to, to Will earlier and I sent to a couple other people that is completely gibberish. It, it's, it is famous in Europe. It's meant to sound like an American rock and roll or country song. And every single word is gibberish. There's not a real word in the song. And it now is actually the Captain Morgan theme song for a commercial. So I don't know if maybe we can end the play show it. We can just play it? Yeah, I mean, play it. It's, I'll send a link. I'll send a link to it is maybe it's just, I'm that dumb. I, I have been listening for a week straight. Like I, I truly think it is that fucking good. Uh, and I just wanted to bring it to everyone's attention, but also really quickly, does a straw have two holes? Uh, a straw has two holes. If yeah, you're putting you, your mouth on one hole, is there still another hole on the other side? It's this is I I watched the game last night with a ball and I just lost the game. Oh, what? You remember the game that was explained to you? Oh, I just lost. Wow. 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 Okay. I was really not expecting that. (laughs) I was really not. Neither was I. And I promise you, no one who listens to this is going to be expecting it. And I've ruined some people's day. Uh, Hugh, I hope your day is ruined. I don't think I, I don't really, I don't fully get it. Like, I, yeah, there's I, not much to get. I think you're overthinking it. It's pretty simple. Sure. Yeah. It's really just, if you think of the game, you lose the game and that's the only rule. So I lost. 
Yeah, just, <laughs> we all lost. Everyone, I, and once I, you say it, you have to say it out loud so everyone else in the room loses yeah. the game. I keep thinking of the game right now. Yeah, well, the thing is, you get it, you don't restart until you forget about it. So, yes. <laughs> like, I was some people that's a few minutes, or some people it's a few years. Really okay, the, the, the straw really quick. Here was my only. I was kind of mind blown at this last night. I think Sam said it. Gonna give him. Yeah, I've heard Greer's take on the straw thing. Like, if if I was to just drill a hole through the earth, is it one hole or two holes? Like, is an entrance and an exit two separate holes? I think so. But when it's put like that, are your mouth and anus two separate holes or one hole? Oh my! I hope. They are two separate holes. Okay. Well, you put things in your mouth and they come out your ass. So uh, you tell me. Oh, oh God. I mean, the amount of shit that comes out of both. I really hope they're different. (laughs) I hope they're different. Different, but the same. (laughs) Yeah. Different, but the same. That was was it. That was all I had to say. Other than uh, everything football coming up. Yeah. Other than the, you know, biggest week of the season. We've covered the important things. Now we can get to the shit that does not matter. Yes. Yes. Like, exactly. for example, we play Conti this week and we're both seven and six and the, the, the loser is likely going to go home. The loser is likely going to have their season ended. And honestly, last week was a tough one because Mark and I put up 157, lost two balls, 175. I put up 159 in my home league, lost to 181. Uh, it was a tough week in my household. Uh, you can't ask much more than 157 plus. I mean, your players have done their job at that point. Uh, and so we're just hoping to keep it rolling, obviously. But Conti's team is, as per usual, has so many good players. The only good news for us is that's Conti's biggest issue. Maybe in life, I'm not going to make any, you know, comparisons. I don't know. I can't speak to that. I don't know his what he does on a daily basis. But I do know that in previous seasons, Conti has had problems playing the right players. Oh, God. Not the. Oh, God. Dan, I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> he has four very, very good running backs he can play. He has four very good wide receivers he can play. He only has five spots to play those eight players. That is going to decide his season. We have a lineup. We don't have any decisions to make. We tanked. These are the only players we have. So we're just going to throw them out there and they're going to do what they do best, which is sometimes win and sometimes lose. So you can't really do much more than that. He's got to play Aaron Jones. No, that's the thing, right? You have to play Aaron Jones. You kind of have to play Elijah Mitchell, assuming he clears concussion protocol. Then you have Gibson and Alexander Madison. What's the Dalvin cook situation. It's a Thursday night game. That's kind of usually a slog. Like, do you want to play a player in a Thursday night game against a a tough Steelers defense, a Steelers defense that played excellently this weekend against the Ravens. And then you have Antonio Gibson going up the one of the five best rush defenses in the league. So it's not easy decisions. I wouldn't want to be the one to have to make those decisions. So, I mean, I'm very nervous. Conti's team is on paper 1,000% better than ours. There's no question about it. But you, we got to tough it out. We just got to tough it out. Winner, winner goes to the playoffs. And obviously, there are other scenarios, and including your game, which you know you probably wish you were playing a team that was 7-6 and because then you would control your own destiny. But unfortunately, you're playing Reardon. 7-7. Seven and seven. It's the record. You, we're both 6-7. and seven. You guys are both 7-6. Seven, uh, seven and six. We were talking about this before, like somehow, some way, the fantasy football gods 
know how to create matchups that are just, they're needed. I mean, they're necessary. Last week, Ben and Hugh scored under 80 each. I don't, right? I don't think I'm making that up. No, that's spot on, which is yeah, spot on. Bullshit. And somehow they play each other. It's just, I couldn't, is it stressful? Yes. I can't believe it's been four, going to be 14 weeks, but what am I going to do? What am I going to do? This is it. How about this? this? How about this for crazy fantasy football gods? The four of the five teams at seven and six are separated by 19 points. The whole season, they are separated by 19 points. Hugh and the Sims and Sims, whatever you want to call them, they have 1,620 points. We have 1,601, and Ben and Greer both have 1,616. They're separated by 0.2 points. Like, how does that happen? How can it be that even at this point in the season? Especially like you're talking, you know, Ben and Hugh both had what under 80 last week. We had 160 last week. Going into this last week, we thought points four, we had no chance at catching anybody. But there we go, score 160 and they score 80 each. So now, you know, Hugh and Ben and Greer, they could all lose, right? All three of them could lose with under 100 points. And if you and I both win, and Conti loses or I lose and Conti wins and you win, like it's just going to come down to the, a matter of fractions. It can come down to a little matter of fractions. Oh, Every single God. yard this week is going to be so yeah. crucial. Whether or not you win your matchup, every single yard is going to matter. And I mean, you can't ask for more competitive kind of anything, sport, fantasy sport. I mean, it's literally golf. It's a game of inches here. We're not even talking about a game of yards. We are going to be talking about inches when it comes to Monday night football. It, it, it honestly, the first thing I think of when stuff like this happens are the losses. Like I lost a ball by two points. Yeah. I lost to you by one and a half points. Yeah. You know, it's like those losses. Yeah. I lost a, to the team that I'm playing this. No, not to the team I'm playing this week, but uh, oh no, I am. Yeah. Jake Reardon. I lost to them by less than two points. So that's the first thing I think of. Second thing I think of is this is when intangible scoring would would really make everything needed even that much crazier. Like a win, a plus one for a quarterback that wins the game. That, I mean, that's everything. Literally. That's everything. I mean, just to look at some of the matchups from this season that may have decided, you know, who ends up making the playoffs. Week two, Ben beat Harry and Hugh by 0.14. 0.14. Okay. That's just one, for example. Reardon beat you by under one point around 0.96. Okay. Reardon beat Greer by two points. You lost a ball by two points. Exactly. Conti lost to Jesse and Henry by two points. Exactly. I mean, we lost to Harry and Hugh by 1.1. Like this is why week one is as important as week 14, especially in fantasy. Every, like every single point matters the whole season. Like people talk about, Oh, you know, we won by 50. It doesn't matter that we made this bad lineup decision. That's not true. That could come back to bite you in the ass. I remember a couple of weeks ago, Mark and I were deciding on a couple of players. We decided wrong on both of them. Won the week with a difference of 50 points. And that would be, I mean, that would be a huge difference at this point. Who are the players? Do you remember? Uh, I can look at the matchup right now. Week 11, we were playing Rubenstein. We beat him by 50, over 50. And we were discussing playing Mooney um, over T. Higgins, and we didn't. Mooney outscored Higgins by 20. And we were discussing playing Troutman over Goddard, and Troutman outscored Goddard by 7. So we're talking about 30 points there. 
I mean, if it comes down to 30 points, that's a huge 30 points. That is. That's a huge 30 points. Even this week, like, I know uh, I'm a little bit more of a projections guy, but, like, some of these, uh, not only is every score pretty low, you know, ball 132.9, that's the highest projection. Uh, the pace supposed to be gripped by 0.3. Set the tone over you by less than five points. You know, these are, some of them are, are, are a bit of blowouts. I'm less than one full point ahead than uh, Jake Reardon, too. God, God. This is a week you, I can't, you, you got to watch alone. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. I'm actually I going know. to the Knicks game Sunday at noon. Um, and I'm just going to be shitting. Like, I'm not going to even be enjoying the game. Like, yeah. I don't know why I'm going. Huge mistake. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Deciding to go to this game. I was going to say, is that like knowing the position you'd be in, let's say, and you know, you were going to go to another game, just total replacement. Like, is it worth it? Is it not? Here, I'll tell you this. We're playing the Bucks, So like, I'm down oh, to wow. be honest. Obviously yeah. that's fucking sick. Um, but I'll definitely be having some FOMO not being in front of my TV, but I'll be in front of my TV before three o'clock for the witching hour on red zone. And I only have one player playing in the one o'clock games. So I'd rather not have to sit there and watch Conti's players just rack up the points anyway, but you know, definitely not ideal, but we have spent a lot of time talking about what's going on at the top. Let's not forget that the Sacco race is not over. It it is is all to play for. It is all to play for still. If Tyler and Joey win and Matt and Evan lose this week, Matt and Evan are your Sackos. If Tyler and Joey lose, they're your Sackos. So everyone has something to play for except for Danny and Ball. And honestly, nobody likes either of them. So it really is kind of an ideal situation for the league. The fact that they're – and this is just another testament to the fantasy football gods. They they, It is probably for the best for all the teams in the hunt that they are playing each other because they're both obviously great teams. Danny's team did take a large hit. So maybe who knows what will happen moving forward. But yeah, it's so typical that the two best teams are playing each other. Like when it could not matter at least. What's even funnier is they're not, they're playing each other this week. Doesn't matter. Next week, they both have a buy locked in. So they're going to have two weeks off rest too much rest. Sounds like how a little does, too much rest to me. How does that impact the locker room? How yeah. does that impact performance? I mean, that's the thing we talk about, right? In the NFL, like some teams rather not have the buy. They'd rather not take a week off. They like to ride the momentum. You know, the rest isn't always a good thing. It's, you see it in the MLB playoffs, right? Like a team wins in four and the team they're playing goes seven games in their series. They have a week off. They get out of rhythm. I don't know. Maybe Danny and Ball start thinking about their lineups too much. Maybe they get too much free time. I mean, who knows? Maybe... You just, you never know what can happen. And all I'm going to say is Danny's luck this season has been excellent. He's obviously one of the better fantasy sports players around. He may be the best fantasy athlete I've ever been in the same room as. I, I've never, I can't speak to that. But this year he does have one of the best fantasy defenses. Other than you, he's given up the fewest points. The question is, can that last? We've seen it with ball. It hasn't lasted in the playoffs. He's never won. Danny usually doesn't have the best fantasy defense. Usually he's out there scoring more than someone every week. He's doing that this year. Trust me. He's outscored the competition by over 200 points on the season. But at some point, luck has to run out. So I wouldn't just chalk this up as Danny's season quite yet. 
these teams that are fighting to make the playoffs are fighters. They've been fighting all season long, battling through injury, making trades, doing what they have to do. I mean, credit Rubenstein losing Henry and Kamara for the last few weeks and staying in this playoff race. I'm just very excited for Sunday. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be paying attention to my matchup more or other people's matchups more. All I know is I need, I need to make the playoffs. I mean, how many teams win five games in a row in fantasy football and don't make the playoffs? I, I can't think of any time that's ever happened. Yeah, I, it's this is I'm just going through the entirety of this season right now. Top three points for number one points against fighting for a playoff spot likely more likely to not get in than to get it need more to happen. Oh man. But this league, I mean that you look at the, you look at the, the standings themselves. I don't remember exactly what they were last year. You know, I can, I mean, it's, they're always, we always have consistency there. We always do last year. Last year wasn't even this crazy. This is to another level. I mean, it's just crazy that because literally Reardon, if Reardon beats you by, I don't know, let's say Reardon wins and puts up 165. Which he is, which they're going to. He could very well be the three seed. Like, it's not in any way impossible or even that unlikely that he's the three seed if that happens. I mean, yeah, it's unlikely that all of us lose. Uh, Actually, actually, never mind. That's impossible because we're playing Conti. But he could be the four seed. Also, seeding doesn't matter. It's there's no home field advantage or anything, but well, it does matter. Obviously, you don't want to play Danny as soon as possible. You'd arguably rather be the four or five seed than the three seed. Arguably, I'm just gonna throw um, that out there. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I know Joe Mixon is gonna have a wild revenge game. Yeah, I mean Joe Mixon has been pretty fucking good since. It, it, it's been tough. There was looking back, I've really been kicking myself lately about that. I think. I think postseason. We, we maybe do an episode about trades and stuff like that. I, I mean, it's despicable. Lenny has been unbelievable and so huge with the stack. But, I mean, oh, my God. It's been so bad. It's been so bad. Chase Edmonds sucks. Yeah, Not Chase Edmonds, that was tough with the, uh, with the injury. And just one more friendly reminder to our, our friends at uh, Good for IU. Please set your lineup this week. Your game may not matter for anything for you, but it matters for everyone else. So for the integrity of the league, for the integrity of wanting Rubenstein to be upset, for just for just for Brandon Ayuk and his namesake. In general, put, yeah. Put your best lineup out there. Take down Rubenstein. Bring the commissioner out of the playoffs for back-to-back seasons. That's what the fans want. That's what the people want. So please, from the bottom of my heart, kick Ben's ass this week. Should we? Should we maybe do a like a breakout player? Sure, breakout. Why don't we look at each matchup and we'll decide yeah. who we think are going to be the key players in that matchup? I agree. Where do you want to start? I agree. Uh, who? Who haven't we spoken about yet? I feel like we. Uh, let's go through some of these. I mean, let's look at the Sims and Sims and Ruben. Yeah, matchup. yeah. I think that's a great place to start. Well, here's the thing. Ruben Denny's, I don't know really what happened, but they're not nearly as bad as they were a few weeks ago. They're getting around 100 points now. Like, they're not scoring 70 or 60. They've kind of figured that out. Kyler being back is huge. Swift being out so they can play Jamal Williams is huge. Um, you know, 
I don't think they're going to beat Hugh, but picking up Jalen Goyton, that's a nice pickup. They got no Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams this week. I mean, Keenan Allen, quote unquote, has a chance to play because uh, he's vaccinated, but he does have COVID. And so it's unlikely that within a four day period, he's going to get back to back negative tests, but it's possible. Um, you know, I, I would say that that's the, the key player for them will be Goyton. If, if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both miss the game, he could have 20, 25 points. That could be really the difference for them and keep them away from being Sacco. Dawson, I could see Dawson Knox putting up like a goose egg as well. He's been so hot. The Bucks do not want to lose this game. They might just say, if anyone's going to beat us, it's going to be Stefan Diggs, and we'll see what happens. And just Dawson Knox does nothing. But Hugh also, again, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what the number was last week, but scoring under 80, that's a shot to morale. You know, even when even when you have the homes under center, that's a shot to morale. Yeah, and we'll see if Waller plays. I mean, they don't currently have a backup tight end. As a team whose tight end is on a bye this week, there are not a lot of good options. Um, that's going to be a huge one for them. I mean, obviously, Waller's a guy they rely on, as you would. Uh, and Zeke, Josh Jacobs, these running backs that they have, I've been saying all season, are not healthy. And it's hard to rely on running backs that aren't healthy, especially in Zeke's case when Tony Pollard has been such a good fill-in. So I think they're going to have a tough time this week. We saw it last week. Obviously, you know, the snow game hurt them with Jacoby Myers not having even a chance of catching a ball when the ball was only thrown three times. But, you know, these are the things. And now they got, you know, Chenault in there. I don't know. It's Their lineup's a little scary for me. Uh, obviously, if Mahomes and Tyreek could combine for 100 any week. But I think Ruben Downey's have a real shot. They have a real shot. I also, I wanted to bring up, I'm just remembering this, this, and I could be completely off base here. I was watching just, a, I was taking a shit before, obviously no big deal. And I was watching uh, Field Yates on, you know, ESPN app, whatever it was, like a brief clip talking about 2022's running back tiers and starting with McCaffrey again. Am I, am I crazy in thinking like, how can you expect him to just be the number one guy overall again and again? I mean, it's, it's crazy to me. I was talking with Jesse about this yesterday, actually. And we were saying like how they'll probably have the third pick, whatever, uh, cause of where they are in the standings. And I was like, I feel like you could get McCaffrey with the third pick. Like, I don't think that's out of the question. And he was like, I would you even want him at the third pick. Like, obviously the upside is as big as it can get, but, Running backs, once they start getting injured, don't usually stop getting injured. And we this have not is a really lot. seen that. This is a lot. This is more than just getting injured. This is like every few weeks he's out. It's, you know, it's. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it with any name, you know, name your running back. You can't name one who's had multiple injuries and then stopped getting injured, right? Like Adrian Peterson had the ACL injury. He came back, had the MVP season, but then the injury started racking up again. Dalvin Cook. Two, two injury years in a row, had a great year. Now he's back to being injured. Like you just can never rely on running backs to begin with. And once they have an injury history, it's really hard to, uh, to think they're going to be what they used to be. Miles Sanders. Don't even get me started on Miles Sanders. I'm, I'm glad that uh, Miles Sanders sucks. And I'm glad that he had his good game because he does have one good game a year. And maybe Matt Neville will draft him again next year because he had that one good game. So that would be great. I don't know. Was it this? This it was when we were talking with Wilk, right? And he was like, "What do they still have, Miles Sanders? Like that's yeah. how many years they've had Miles Sanders." And that's how notorious Miles Sanders has become. He's such team. a scrub. Uh, speaking of Jesse and Henry, I want to look at their matchup with Ruben Stein. Uh, I mean, this you, is a big week for Ruben Stein. He's getting Kamara back. 
getting Kamara back is going to put him in a good shape to win this game. Uh, obviously, Brandon Cook's not an ideal wide receiver, too. I don't know if he's thinking about playing Claypool. J.D. McKissick's still dealing with that concussion. He has some question marks. I mean, obviously, the backup to uh, McKissick, as of right now on his bench, will probably be Rex Burkhead because he's the only healthy running back. If not, maybe Alex Collins. The key is going to be his big-name players need to have 30-point weeks. That's what he's been relying on all season. But, you know, Alan Kamara, Mike Evans, and Schultz combined for 85 points, no problem on any given week, and that'll put him in a good place to win. Do you think Kamara just goes off? I mean, they're playing the Jets, right? So you'd have to assume. You saw Miles Sanders hit to the Jets. You got to assume Alvin Kamara could do the same. Is Taysom Hill going to start? Uh, looks like it. He has a right. um, mallet finger, which which isn't as bad as it sounds. So I think he'll play. Ryan mallet finger. Yeah, exactly. He just never plays again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Jesse and Henry. I don't know, man. Their team's much better than a four and nine record. You have to. You have to think. Never had a quarterback this year. Tannehill wasn't what people thought Tannehill was going to be this year. I never really understood why people were so high on him anyway. Like, I feel like he's always been just above average arm talent wise. Like, yeah, his fantasy season, like it was something like going into this year, the last 20 games, like the the final four games of when he took over in Tennessee through last season full, he was like quarterback four or something crazy like that. Yeah. And so everyone bought high on him. Like Matthew Barry did a whole like spread on him. Like once Matthew Barry says somebody's name, like everybody gets high on him. So I think that's what happened kind of thing. And he, he also like can run, you know, just like you and I can run. But yeah. Like, I can't run personally. I can't run, but <laughs> I cannot vouch for you. I don't know what your situation is. Uh, you want to look at your matchup? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. Projected. I mean, 122.7 to 121.6 right now. I first thing I noticed a lot of my guys are, are the late slot. I have Lockett and Jarvis at one, and he has one, two, three, four, five guys going in the in the early slot. I like knowing how much we have to chip away. I really like that. So I'm already happy about that. I the one guy I'm thinking of the most right now is Tyler Lockett. Like he needs he needs to eat because He's been down and out. We feel it in the locker room. He's a star who's not performing. You know, Jarvis is going to play. Whatever's going to happen there is going to happen. I have to think Tom and Lenny are going to have solid games. I don't think Brady throws her four touchdowns against the Bills, of course. Uh, but Tyler Lockett's going to be my, like, my personal X factor for this one. And him, I'm really – I mean, their team is – their team is nasty. I mean, their, their when Kittle's healthy, fun. Kittle is awesome. Kittle, that oh. was so fun to watch Kittle on Sunday. He, he was just an absolute beast. I mean, that touchdown up the sideline, a guy of his size with the tiptoe, that one toe that was up like this, like he was literally on his toenails staying in bounds. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, their team's great. I mean, they've, again, this is, it feels like with them every year, you look at their team, they're like, how is this team not better? Right? Like, well, they how- really suck too. Remember that? They were, they started off, Top three, probably, in our power rankings. Yeah. We really should go back and look at those power rankings week one. I'm pulling them up right now. One thing with them, too, is specifically playing us. We here at the Rio Grande Margaritas, uh, they have DK. So, if however DK plays, Lockett probably plays the opposite and vice versa. Uh, Yeah, looking back at our power rankings, 
Jake Reardon were the number one spot after the draft. Okay, yeah. What? Uh, I'm curious. So read them off, and I'll look at what the standings are right now. So we had Jake Reardon at one, Chevy Chase Thunder at two. Obviously, losing Derrick Henry changed that. Uh, Los Alcoholics at three, the Snooks at four, uh, Conti's team at five, Sims and Sims at six, Greer at seven, uh, my team at eight, Mark and I's team, you're at nine, Jesse and Henry at 10, Evan and Matt at 11, and Tyler and Joey at 12. We had the bottom three. We had that right on. We had yeah. that spot on. <laughs> I mean, we both said in the first episode, we were like, we're worried about Tyler and Joey's team. We were worried about it immediately. And obviously Matt and Evan, not known for their fantasy football prowess. We're going to throw them at the bottom. They were very upset about being put 11th. They're going to say it's because we tanked, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not why. Um, yeah, we, we were honestly, this isn't far off. Obviously trades oh. change things like crazy. Um, but, you know, other than Jake Reardon being first, we had this pretty spot on. Yeah, for real. Ball is two. Hugh is up there as well. Danny's obviously one. Yeah, good for us. Good for us. It's a good one. Um, ma- have we not touched on any of the matchups? Yeah, a couple. We have not touched. Paul and Danny don't even. I feel like we don't even need. No, that. the only one we haven't really touched on is Tyler and Joey and uh, and Greer. We really yeah. haven't touched on that one. Yeah, I mean, Greer currently projected to lose by like under a point, but he doesn't have a kicker in. Um, it's just crazy because we, you know, we were saying obviously this team unbeatable, blah, blah, blah. But here we are week 14. And he doesn't have his two best players. They're look at, out. Bench. look at his bench. Oh yeah. my goodness. I mean, it's a who's who of guys who are just not playing anymore this season. Antonio Brown may, I don't know that he'll play for the Buccaneers ever again. Yeah. I mean, the guy faked his Vax card. He's probably one of the worst players in the NFL. And you know what? Talent just d- makes you do whatever you want. Like it's unbelievable. Obviously, Jeff Wilson never really got going the way people thought when he'd come back. Dalvin Cook, questionable. I don't see a world in which, even if he plays Greer, plays him. I don't think he's going to get more than 10 touches. Um, Adrian Peterson, Sonny Michelle. These are some ugly names on his bench. Huge that Adam Thielen's not playing for the paste, too. Yeah, they picked up K.J. Osborne. That was a nice pickup for them. Very nice. I mean, they have Thielen, so not really huge for them. But... They got a nice pickup to replace him. Van Jefferson has been playing well for them, but they have Van and Odell in. That's tough. I don't know if they're going to go with that. Obviously, Michael Pittman being on a bye is really tough. They don't really have they a love, ton of other options. They love these wide receiver stacks. They had the Lockett DK one. Yeah, and, and we've seen how that's worked out for them. We've really seen how that's worked out for them. So yes. maybe they'll learn from that. You know, I don't give them a great chance if they keep this lineup the way it is. I don't think you can win often with two wide receivers from the same team. So, But I do think they'll make a change. I don't think this is the lineup they'll go with. I I think more than likely, Van Jefferson sees the bench and you put Cortland Sutton in against a weak Detroit secondary. Well, dude, two two Falcons, two Rams, two Vikings. That is their lineup. Other than Burrow. They're keying on those games. I'll tell you that. They're keying on those games. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, guys. they could, When were they? They were Sacco. Two years ago. Two years ago. Two Saccos in three years. Dynasty. A reverse dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> a reverse, the dynasty. reverse dynasty. You never want to be a part of a reverse dynasty. Oh, God. That's like, uh, that's like Philadelphia 76ers type shit. Yes. No, it's the process, dude. Yeah, trust the process. It's the process. 
Well, I guess we should do our final power rankings. Yep. Yep. You want me to just read them off? Yeah. Yeah. At number one, we've got the Snooks. At number two, Los Alcoholics. At number three, we've got Sims and Sims. At four, we've got Set the Tone, making a really nice push up here at the end of the season. At five, we've got Chevy Chase Thunder getting back Alvin Kamara. At six, we've got Team Grit. They have the players, although his two best players are injured, he's still got Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey, and Justin Herbert is an absolute bucket. At seven, we've got Rio Grande Margaritas. At eight, we've got Dewey Suck. At nine, we've got Jake Reardon. At 10, we've got Good for IU. At 11, we've got Ruben Denny's. And at 12, we've, we've got The Paste. Those are your final regular season power rankings. Kenny, I cannot believe it has been 14 weeks of the NFL season. It's honestly depressing that we're almost out of football. Like, thank God for that extra week because, I, I mean, what are we going to do? I was just thinking to myself, like, what do I do on Sundays for nine months? Like, my place. What do we do on Wednesday afternoons? What are we going to do on Wednesday afternoons? What are we going to do on Thursday nights? Uh, yeah. I don't want to watch the NBA, I'll tell you that. Uh, I'll watch the Knicks, but outside of that, I'm not watching much NBA. Oh, God. We're adjusting. We're in the race. We're in the race, though. This is a big one. This Man. is a big one. Everyone focus up for Sunday. I sure hope we both make the playoffs and not neither of us make the playoffs because it's going to be a depressing podcast uh, next week if neither of us are in the playoffs. We should we should definitely keep an eye on what's going on. I'm not saying for us specifically. I I will do it if we want to do it, but like a live. There reaction. is big potential for some live stuff going yeah. on. Do uh yeah. well. Here's what I'll tell you: the Pace have some players on Monday Night Football. Yes, they certainly do. They have. As of right now, they have three players in for Monday Night Football. We could the Rams are playing, right? The Rams are playing. Let's see. Uh, does Ruben Denny's have any Monday Night action going on here? I don't think. Oh, wait. They have Kyler on Monday Night. No. Oh my. Uh, oh. just Tyler Joey. Yeah, Tyler uh, Joey, Matt and Evan. Please just keep your phones handy for Monday this Night. This is your notice. This yeah. is your notice. Red notice. Very topical right now. This is it. <laughs> This is not a, an optional situation. One of the best content moments of the year last year was Rubenstein when Amari Cooper caught that touchdown. Um, so I'd really like to see the look on whoever's face Sacco is if it comes down to Monday. That would really be great. Ryan, good luck to you this weekend. Truth be told, I'm not really rooting for you to win. No. Because that guy. doesn't help me in any way. But honestly, I do hope you make the playoffs. I hope we both do. I and hope we both do. Uh, if Hugh, Ben, and Greer and Conti are listening, please lose. This means way more to me than it means to you. So please, please. just fucking lose. Please. Buddy, I'll talk to you. Good luck. Peace.